The Ash, Lutzi and Susie O'Neill podcast. I saw some sickening satellite images last night. A convoy of Russian artillery trucks making their way to the Ukrainian border. And uh, there's reports that uh, Kiev is going to come under even more fire than it has over the recent days. I can't think of anything more terrifying than being holed up in a bunker in that city at the moment when it's under attack. But that's exactly where Chris Reason is who's a senior reporter for Channel 7 and joins us on the phone from Kiev uh, right now. Good morning, Chris. Can you talk us through what, uh, what life is like over there at the moment? Oh, guys, you, I mean, you just hit on the head. You couldn't think of anything more terrifying. It's just an appalling and uh, dreadful situation for this city of almost 6 million people by unofficial records to be enduring right now. It is just absolutely appalling. And you're dead right about that column of tanks. 64 kilometres of tanks rolling down the road. You know it's coming, right? You can see it coming. You've seen the satellite photos. You see what terror is involved in that thing. And you know it's going to be here in 24 to 48 hours, and it's going to pound the crap out of the city. Do the locals know that? Do the locals get to see that 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 footage that you know here in Brisbane? I'm looking at it and going, oh yeah, my yeah, God. yeah, yeah. It's, it's all it's all there on on you know on social media and all over mainstream media, and and people are looking at it, and that's why they're so nervous. I mean, when you see how much firepower is in that convoy of heavy artillery and. Uh, machinery from the Russians, it's uh, its terrifying. The border with Belarus is about 100 kilometres north. And this, um, this convoy has been making its way down. I mean, if you think about it, it's about as, it's about taking the the entire distance from, from Brisbane almost to the Gold Coast and fill it with tanks. Wow. Imagine that rolling down towards you if you're sitting on the Gold Coast or, you know, it just it's just frightening stuff. We went down to the train station actually today and, and interviewed people there just desperate to get out. Um, you know, the last trains were going. There was one at 7 o'clock left, and I think it was the last one. And, and this, the platform's full. The trains are full. They can't get all the people that want to go on the trains. There's this, they're all being polite. There's no pushing, shoving, screaming or anything like that. The Ukrainians are incredibly stoic people, I've learned in the time I've been here. But it, it's just the dread you can see. And 90%, maybe you know, maybe 80% of the people on the platform were women and children. They're leaving the fathers, the brothers, the dads, the, 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 the husband and partners behind because they've, they've got to stay and fight. And they've got their kids. They had cats and dogs under their arms. They're getting on these trains. They're trying to anyway oh, to prams, escape this city. Uh, the little this toys. City. Oh, no. All, it sounds, all, the, all the little gifts. It sounds absolutely terrifying. And it's Putin, awful. Is Putin going to give up? You know, we've done economic sanctions, sporting sanctions. They say it's, they say it's costing um, Russia $20 billion a day for this war. Oh. Have you heard that? Is he going to give up? Oh, so I mean, he's. it's extraordinary to see the world come together on this. I think there's any, anything redeeming out of what's been happening over here in Ukraine. It's to see what's happened to the planet. The first time I've ever seen the, the, nation, the international community react like this to something. Absolutely united. Absolutely together to try and bring Putin back away from the brink and make him see sense, see humanity and do the right thing. We, as you say, we've seen it across sporting organisations. We've seen it across the economic sanctions. Um, yeah, today, the International Taekwondo Association stripped um, Putin of his black belt just to make the point that um, they don't agree with what he's done. The Judo Federation has also suspended him as international president. Little tiny things like that probably amount to nothing. But when you add them all up, yeah. when, you, when you add them all up and you see the effect it's having on Russia, collapsing their economy, hitting people where it hurts and hitting Putin where it hurts, you hope and you pray that it's going to do something. But the reality is, though, 
Putin isn't like that. I don't exactly. know that he cares. He's, oh, he's another yeah. level of dictator. We hear that you're holed up in a bunker. Is there some type of understanding that this is where the journalists are, that you guys are in to- some type of safe zone, or are you just is it just like a, I don't know, a wild card lottery? Oh, it's a bit of a lottery. But you, um, you know, and traditionally in war zones there's been hotels. Remember the, the famous one in Baghdad that, you know, while the, the, the fighting was all going on, the missiles were flying, that one never received a bullet as much as a bullet to a window. But it, it, this is a different enemy, and no one really can read what Russia is going to do. There's an unofficial kind of status on the Intercontinental Hotel. It's a big media hotel. I'd, I'd prefer not to go in those big hotels. I don't like that bunker lifestyle. I'd rather be out and able to be a bit more mobile. But for the journos there, that's their understanding. But having said oh. that today, um, CNN has pulled out, um, a, 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 I won't say how much, but a large percentage of its staff um, and the hotel we're in, uh, in the suburbs, has decided it's going to close tomorrow and kick us all out. So there, there is a gen- genuine, palpable fear and and concern among, you know, people who are running the city, the businesses, the shops, the hotels, and they're having to do what they can to look after themselves. Now they can't serve anymore. They can't look after people anymore, and they've had to close those businesses down. So look. The journos are in a, a difficult situation and, you know, I don't want to bang on about the importance of the press and everybody hates mainstream media, but in times like this, you kind of need an independent set of eyes to be watching and reporting to the world and letting people know what's going on. The role of the media over here is extremely, extremely important. So I hope that there is some way that um, we can continue the job, but we don't know. Can we take any solace from the fact that haven't actually taken... A city yet, or is it? I mean, I know traditionally that they've, you know, they do these little bombing sprees and they bomb, you know, sort of suburban areas, and then mm. and then they come in by land and and take it. But at this stage, at the very least, the 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 resistance has stopped them from taking, you know, in inverted commas, taking a city. Yeah, yeah, no, you're dead right, and and they haven't got any of them yet. They haven't managed to roll one city in the firing line that they've established across the entire country, and. And that's been frustrating Putin. It's been frustrating his generals, and you can tell what's going on there as they try and ratchet up the pressure, and 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 they've they've now strayed into the dangerous territory of um, using illegal weaponry. We heard in the Ukraine's second biggest city, uh, Kharkiv, yesterday, the cluster bombing was going on, mm. vacuum bombing. Those things are terrifying. The thermobaric weapons that they use. Um, Suddenly, there's an international war crimes investigation on there. What that will do, who knows, and you know what effect that's going to have. But the Russians are looking desperate. And we saw Putin the other day come out, drop the, the nuclear word, never done that in his 20 years in power. And all of a sudden, he's talking about nuclear weapons. Mm. Absolutely terrifying. Terrifying. Just finally, do are the Russian people with Putin mostly or against Putin? It was really interesting watching in the last, when it first broke on Thursday when the invasion began, there was a massive reaction in Russia anti um, uh, the invasion, uh, protests on the streets of tens of thousands of people. The Russian um, system, the government, the authorities were quick to react and arrested several thousand people um, for displaying that uh, those opinions publicly. Uh, and the demonstrations have significantly reduced for obvious reasons in days since then. But you get the feeling that Russia isn't in this. You know, the people, you know, who was pushing for it? Who wants it? Putin wants to go back to this old Soviet era, pre-1991, good old days when we had all those countries on the in the Soviet satellite system. And 
it's not going to happen. The world has moved on. You know, most of those countries now are free, independent, enjoying their liberties, don't want to go back to that. And Ukraine is one of them. And we've seen the Ukrainian people embrace that and fight for it. The, the women in the park we saw the other night and children filling up bottles with petrol to make Molotov cocktails. The government issuing the instructions on its website saying this is how you make them. Mm. Get out there, mums. Get out there, ladies. Get out there, sisters, and make these Molotov cocktails. They were saying that the slogan of the government was greet the Russian soldiers with a cocktail, make it a Molotov cocktail. And we saw yesterday a, a, a young girl, would have been in her 20s, she's in a car, front passenger seat, she goes past the tank, winds down the window and throws out one of those cocktails, uh, Molotov cocktails at the tank. Wow. I mean, the bravery is extraordinary. The well, volunteers I've, I've, are incredible, mate. I've seen a TikTok video, I don't know if it's true, but of a local Ukrainian girl who was in a Russian tank that had been abandoned and, you know, putting that up on a TikTok and thinking, oh, my God, that's that's war as we've never seen it before, yeah. uh, seeing TikTok. that TikTok. It's scary stuff, Chris. I'm, you know, concerned for you, mate. You're moving the hotels. Make sure you stay safe over there. We appreciate you taking time out to talk to us and putting that into context. Yeah. That's a pretty vivid uh, image in the memory of a convoy of, of uh, artillery stretching from Brisbane to the Gold Coast, which is coming your way, mate. So stay safe and we'll stay in touch with you. The Ash, Lutzi and Susie O'Neill podcast.